at 6.53 on this Tuesday morning. You know, the run walk, the golf outing, the charity ride, all summertime fundraising staples for important nonprofit work. And it got our friend Lori Nickel wondering about an important question. Is it all sustainable? Two-time sports writer of the year from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Lori's with us this morning. So did you do the UPAF ride this weekend, Lori? Yeah, that was one of the two charity events that I did this weekend. Um, that was Sunday morning with a 7.30 a.m. roll. <laughs> did you go over the mm-hmm. hone then? Because I know that's uh, one of the things that was highly touted. Yeah, that's the only, that's the main reason I want to do that ride. It's probably the only time all year now, um, the only event that closes the entire hone bridge and allows um, cyclists to go over it. And it looks like you know intimidating and like a really hard push you know but it's not it's a gradual incline and it's a lot of fun to go over on the other side after you've made it up to the top of the home bridge so i love that part it's a great view of milwaukee that you don't get to see otherwise you know from your car you get to see it from your bike i feel like run walks have had a good have had some good stamina, right? They've had a good run you were gonna say it (laughs) no everybody every nonprofit has a run walk right Well, it seems like that's the case, and I actually think that's a problem now because I looked around at the ride on Sunday, and I'm like, where is everybody? I've done a lot of this stuff uh, for several years now. I started writing about it for a chin-up column in 2013, and I've been doing that for 10 years, and I'm just noticing everywhere I'm going that numbers are really declining. And the reason I'm concerned is something like, you guys probably know that Al's run for Children's uh, Hospital of Wisconsin was canceled mm-hmm. for this year. And I was looking at the numbers. You know, in 2016, they had 15,000 participants, and I wrote about it. Now, they didn't have as many runners as they used to. In 1982, that run had 17,000 runners, just runners, no wow. walkers. Yeah. It was the fourth fourth largest um, road race in the country. And last year, those numbers dipped to 8,000. And I'm doing some reporting, and this is happening everywhere. It's happening with the Trek 100, which is coming up this weekend, which is a huge fundraiser for the MAC Fund. I I wondered how your experiences were with you guys this weekend, if you saw good numbers or low participation numbers, too. It was my first time participating in the Vince Lombardi call. Uh, golf classic that raises money for cancer research and the Lombardi Foundation. So I, I don't really have a a year to year comparison. One thing they did away with this year, though, Lori, was the fans, and it used to be a big fan event. And I don't know if that was a cost benefit mm. analysis. I was hearing that they thought maybe they could get some more superstars to come in if they didn't feel like they had to, you know, necessarily show off for oh, fans yeah. all day or things like that. So I don't know how the how the dollars and cents of that worked out, but I definitely feel it wasn't. As, as big of an event in terms of overall fanfare that it has been in the past. See, it was a 51st this year. That's interesting, though. So uh, I was at Awesome Alley's 5K. So this is in honor of Allie Verhollen, who died of uh, brain cancer in my neighborhood, in the Falls neighborhood. And, like, there's a few hundred people that walked a 5K in our subdivision, Ooh. which is awesome. And it, oh, my but, gosh, that's awesome. But I do wonder if that's if that's why you would see maybe less participation right. in other events because of these Local, I don't want to call it micro, because there's a couple hundred people there. It was awesome. It was a phenomenal event. Yes, but compared right. to the thousands of yeah, some other yeah. event, right, Eric? But, but to see that, so now, but we're getting to the, you know, we're getting into the, uh, where subdivisions, some local communities are able to do this. Uh, a remarkable group of people are able to raise a good amount of money 
for a cause that they believe in in honor of somebody. So I wonder how often that's been happening where you see it in, at, a, at a smaller level. Yeah, I think that same. On Saturday morning, I did a four-mile race in our neighborhood, too, with our gym, and it was a fundraiser for widows and families who had lost children, and it's a it's a new group. And it's like, you know, people can only do so much. I know, like, in 2017, I did 20 races that year, and so there's only 52 weekends out of the year and I, it seemed like every other weekend I was going to something because I was covering it and I loved it and I was fit and in shape. Sure. But I wonder if that's part of the decline. But people are telling me they just don't know why people aren't coming back. The pandemic crushed everybody. And we lost some huge races around here in the area. The Summerfest Rock and Soul, gone. North Face Endurance Challenge, gone. The Spartan Sprints, the obstacle course races that used to be at American Family Field or Lambeau Field, totally gone. Um, so that's just a sponsor or two, others. right, then? Can't we just cre- make these sponsors come back and then we can have the color runs and everything? Sure. It's so easy, right? They want to spend <laughs> a lot of money on that kind of stuff. It's like, no, oh, it's, and yeah, it's a huge concern. At this point, I'm getting concerned. Like, where is, we're going to lose more events. I'll tell you one other conversation that's happening in boardrooms because I've been involved in them in some of my nonprofit work. The ROI, return on investment, the people hours that it takes to put on major events, even anything from a black tie gala to your run walk. It's a tremendous investment on the front end of people and energy. And some nonprofits are discovering, you know what, if we just put that energy into writing grant proposals or you know, hand-to-hand combat, going to big corporations and saying, can we just get 10K from you? That sometimes the return on that investment in time and hours spent Mm -hmm. is greater than putting on these huge events. But I'm with you, Lori. Like, there's, you kind of lose a little bit of fabric of things that have long been traditions here. Right, and it's a community-building event. But when, you know, the marathon demands 400 volunteers or like the trek 100 right now they're looking for 250 volunteers every you know upath the ride for the arts had more than 100 that's a lot of people just volunteering their time they're not paid workers and not only that but the expectations from the participants has grown you know people want medals people want shirts they want swag (laughs) yes medals yeah you know, nonprofits have to spend a lot to make probably a lot less money these days. But at some of these events are so big, like, you know, the Trek 100 that's coming up, that's the 100-mile bike ride in Waterloo at the Trek headquarters. But there's other distances, too, less distances. I'm going to that. That's the biggest fundraiser they have all year for the MAC Fund. I'm going because of that reason. I want to support that. And their numbers are down as well. You keep riding, walking, and running, Lori, and uh, we'll count on you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs)